The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good evening, Grizz, Grizz Nation. Welcome to the Hoop Ball Grizz Podcast. I'm Isaac Simpson. With me is David Williams after the Grizzlies. We're come up with a big win tonight, 128-115 at Fiserv Forum in Milwaukee. Uh, this is not one that I, I saw coming. I mean, we kind of talked about this, this seven-game road trip and kind of the games we thought they had a chance to win, and, and this wasn't one of the ones I thought they would get. Uh, I thought they'd win last night. thought this one would be a tough one on the back-to-back, but Grizzlies pretty much had this one in control from, from start to finish. Yeah, the the Bucks took a you know a few leads here and there. There were uh, looks like nine lead changes, and it, it the, the Grizzlies won every quarter. They they outscored the Bucks yeah. in every single quarter. It was just a great execution game for the Grizzlies. They played great on defense, and they were give like they were taking what the Bucks were giving them. We were talking just before we started recording about you know Kyle when, when he was just getting in and and eating that zone up. And then somebody penetrating and dumping it off to X for an easy layup. It, it it happened over and over and over again, and there were just no adjustments. And hey, I'm I'm good with it. It led to the Grizzlies winning. Yeah, I mean, Grizz took the lead with 502 remaining in the first quarter, and just never looked back. And and, and like you said, I mean, they stayed in that zone, and the Grizzlies were just killing them. I mean, getting deep penetration into the paint. Um, Kyle was just getting into the paint, dumping off the X, dumping off the guys, or taking the shot himself, and. They didn't make adjustments, so I'm like, they keep rolling with it. And it was just a fantastic game tonight. I mean, I love the spacing that the Grizzlies have. I mean, it just offensively, it was just a a, a really good game. And defensively as well. I mean, I think they did a, a good job defensively as well. And you think uh, Milwaukee being this really good defensive team, but they definitely weren't that tonight. Um, the Grizzlies just kind of chopped up their defense all night, when basically able to get whatever they want, get good looks, clean looks from three for, for Grayson. Uh, knocked out seven threes tonight, uh, seven to ten, his career high. Uh, just an all-around big game. And, I mean, you look at the seven-game road trip, start off 2-0. and oh, um, I was saying three and four. Now I think I'm going to get a little bit greedy, man. Let's take four or five. Yeah, yeah. man, that's a – I'll tell you this. If they continue to play this way, they are going to have a chance to win every game in this road trip. Every, I'm not gonna say I'm not saying they're gonna go seven and zero, but if they play the way that they played tonight, there's not anybody in the seven game road trip that uh, that they don't have a chance to win. You can beat any team in the league playing the way that they did tonight. No, no, no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, you put up a hang 128 on one of the best defensive teams in the league. I mean, that's quite impressive. Now won six or seven uh, away from FedEx Forum, so this team has been playing playing extremely well on the road. Uh, I mean, they continue to knock down threes, right? 15 of 40 tonight for 37.5%. Again, Grayson, 7 of 10, just a fantastic night for him. Uh, DB scored 32 last night. Uh, came back with 21 tonight, six rebounds, four assists, two steals. Uh, did not knock down a three. It was three of three from the free throw line, uh, nine of 15 overall in 34 minutes. Uh, but we, we kind of praised him uh, a few shows back about how he had cut down on his fouls this year. Ever since we talked about that, uh, he's kind of <laughs> reverted back to some oh, silly man. fouls. I think he had five again tonight. Yeah, yeah, and and two of them were just just back to the dumb foul stuff, man. There was one in particular that uh, he got tied up with P.J. Tucker. And, you know, Dylan just – that foul was not surprising to me because Dylan just doesn't take crap off of anybody. And PJ just kept trying to tie him up, and Dylan just essentially shoved him out of the way. You know, it was slightly more complicated than that, but 
he just, it, it was just a, you know, you can try to give me crap, but I'm not taking it. And that's what that foul was. That's exactly PJ Tucker knew what he was doing. That's he's been around the game long enough. He knows what he's got to do. And, and that's what he was doing. It worked. It got Dylan that foul, but yeah, like I said, I never, never again. He, he's not getting praised about not fouling people ever again. I'm not <laughs> saying another word. Yeah, man. Uh, big, big bench, bench night tonight. 43 points off the bench. Um, and a, a lot of that came from Desmond Bain, man. What a game for him. Uh, 16 points, four rebounds, six assists. Just filling that stat sheet, six of 10 from the floor, three of five from three, one on one for the free throw line in 25 minutes. Uh, but plus 18, highest on the team. I mean, he was just doing it all tonight, uh, just making plays out on the floor defensively and offensively. And, and he's proven, again, that a lot of people thought coming in, he was just a shooter, and he's proven that he's definitely a lot more than that. And I think his ceiling is a lot higher than just a, a, a three-point shooter. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. you. You were talking about minutes there, and I was looking at the rotations and the, the minutes played from everybody tonight. And I'm getting excited, man. I, I know that seems like something very, very small to get excited over, but Jenkins wanted to win this game. And you can tell by looking at the minutes played. He cut that rotation down to about seven guys. Tyus played 16 minutes, but you yeah. know, you had Tyus, Tillman, Bain. Those were basically uh, an eight man rotation in a game that you could tell that he wanted to win. He wanted to win this game. And we've discussed his rotations all year and talked about is he going to make adjustments? Is he going to tighten it up, rein it in? And I, was unsure if he was going to and and based off of what we saw tonight i think that we can safely say that in the games that he, he's playing to win he's going to tighten it up yeah you can you could definitely see that i mean you just look down the starters 31 minutes for jaw 34 for grayson 34 for db 34 for slow-mo and, and, and jv with 26 so you you can you can tell that he he really wanted to win this game and and, and guys played more minutes because usually see these guys in, in the high 20s um, mm -hmm. in the starters, and, and he definitely showed up their rotation tonight. And and speaking of that rotation, uh, I mean, the, the, it doesn't look crazy on the box score for Tilly. Two points, uh, two rebounds, and a block. But he played really well again tonight. I mean, he maximizes his minutes. He might not always score, uh, but he makes hustle plays. He had a big block uh, there in the game. And, and I, again, I mean, I just love what I see from him. And I think usage-wise, I think the, when, when he matures and starts to play more minutes as time goes on, the years go on. I think he has again. He's going to be a player that's really good for this team and a rotation player. I mean, I, I think that anytime he's out there, he, he good things happen. Um, and I, and I, I think that happened again tonight. Yeah, outside of that rough elbow, man. Yeah, yeah what wasn't the elbow. what wasn't intentional, but when they showed that replay and it was slowed down, it hit him square. And I, I you know I was watching and I'm like, man, I hope that's not a broke jaw or something because he. That that was a, a direct hit, and then you know it ended up just being you know a cut on the face, or you know lip. That's uh, that's much better than what I thought it was going to be initially because it was pretty rough contact. Yeah, I was surprised to see him come back in the game. I, I was like, well, we know with the Grizzlies, it's going to be a uh, he might be done for like three weeks or something with kind of the way they handle injuries because it did look bad. Uh, so I was kind of surprised when he came back in the game and came back in the game and immediately made a play. Um, as soon as he came back in. Uh, but uh, 31 assists tonight, man. Again, they meet the, make that magic number of 30. Usually when they get to 30 assists, they, they usually win. And 
31 here tonight. An another stat that stood out, 20, 20 fast break points for the Grizzlies, five for Milwaukee. And I think it was 16-0 Grizz after the first quarter. Um, and that's something Milwaukee likes to get out in transition. And they Grizzlies shut that down tonight. Yeah, that's uh, Pete and Brevin were talking about. Uh, the Bucks are the number one team in the league as far as giving up the uh, the fast break points. Number one defense in the league. And the Grizzlies put up 20 on them. So that, that's a big... Big uh, feather in the cap for the Grizzlies doing well on that. They outscored them in the paint as well. That's surprising. The Grizzlies are always a good team in the paint, but the, the Bucks are as well. With Giannis and, and Middleton, Drew Holiday, those guys can all get downhill and score in the paint. The, the Grizzlies outscored them 60-40 to 40 in the paint tonight. Second chance points went to the Bucks, but, you know, it, it's games like tonight just give you or give me – a ton of hope for what this team you're you're beating one of the best teams in the league right now and, and they played with them right before the all-star break we knew that they could play with this team they're beating them here and they they, they beat them pretty pretty handily tonight so I, I just when they lose games like the Knicks game or you know name Cavaliers game whichever game you want to go back to it's it just makes it that much more frustrating whenever you see them play the way that they played tonight. Yeah, I mean and that that is something that stands out when you because you see them play with the best teams in the league, and that's and they lose these games to to bad teams. I mean, if you want to go back to the OKC game where pretty much everybody was out, or the Golden State game, the Cleveland game, the Knicks game, the way they lost that those are not even though the Knicks have been playing better. Uh, it, it's frustrating because you're like, man, this the Grizzlies could be one of the better teams in the league. Because you just see what they games like tonight, and you're like, why can't they play like that all the time? But I guess it just kind of goes back to it being a young team. Uh, sometimes you're going to get these type of efforts, and sometimes they're they're not going to play so well. But it, it does get frustrating at times because you're like, man, this ceiling is really high for this team. And and again, seeing what they what you saw tonight, I think it has to make you excited for what this team could look like when, when you integrate Jaron Jackson Jr. back in here. When you have Justice Winslow healthy, when you have Anthony Belton back and have these guys all healthy at one time. I mean, I think the sky's the limit. This team is if, if they play the way they play tonight, they're going to scare somebody if they if they get to play on and get into the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's. I, I was looking at the standings. Had they won the Mavericks game, they would be standing right alone in seven, yeah. controlling their own destiny. That three games over the next two weeks here against the Trailblazers, and that's the team they'd be chasing for the sixth seed. If they find a way to hold on in, in that game, find a way to, to finish off, you know, Grayson knocks down those free throws, whatever the case is, they are setting in a much better position. And, and the, you know, I was talking about the Knicks game. That wasn't a slide on the Knicks so much as the collapse from the Grizzlies. The, the the Knicks are a playoff team in the East. They're playing much, much better. So it, it wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't saying that to badmouth the Knicks in any way. Uh, they just, that, that that game was just recent, so I, I was bringing it up. But what, what do you do differently in, in, in any of those games? You can go back and look at a number of different things, but I don't know. I guess consistency comes with experience, and that—that's what you know. Like what you said, the young team. That's what we're seeing. Just seeing the inconsistencies from them. Great job defensively tonight on uh, on Chris Middleton. He ended with uh, 17 points, but he was 
five, oh, 16. Sorry. Oh, hold on. I'm not, I can't even read 16, you know, but he, he was five for 13 from the field. This guy's a, you know, 50, 40, 90 guy. And, uh, Dylan Grayson, Kyle, they all done a great job making it hard on him. Yeah. He, he definitely worked for it. I mean, he, they set him down, especially, I mean, he made some shots later on in, into the fourth quarter, but he, they did a really good job on him, uh, tonight. Uh, because I mean, they, he he got 17 points, but he worked extremely hard to get those 17 points, and that's that's kind of what you want to see. But checking the standings right now, Grizzlies are now in eighth place, one game back of the Mavericks for seven, uh, three games back of Portland, and you got three games coming up with them. So that's something something to look look forward to. Maybe you can get some hay there. I think if you can get two out of three, I think that's a really good thing. But you go back to that Mavericks game, and they could be in, in really good position, man. It, it's God, it's just tough to to take back to that one. But I mean, you win a game tonight that I think a lot of people probably wouldn't expect them to win. So you kind of kind of give one take one there. Uh, but they're they're two games up over Golden State, who's in ninth. Uh, two and a half up on San Antonio, who's in tenth. Uh, four and a half up on New Orleans, and now seven and a half up on Sacramento. And I think Sacramento's about done again. I think New Orleans is kind of the only team that could, could spoil the party for one of the teams in the top 10 right now. So Grizzlies are in good shape. I, I think uh, barring some just crazy collapse, I, I think it's probably pretty much guaranteed that they're going to at least be in a play in in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. It's unless they get super hot, climb into that six seed are, are completely collapsed. I, they're, they're definitely going to be there. I want to roll to something a little bit different here though. We, we, we have had the discussion about Melton and both of us agree kind of where he's at pecking order wise with this team. The way that Grayson has been playing lately, does that change your outlook outlook on that at all? Does that, does that, I mean, my opinion hasn't changed on Melton and I wasn't necessarily down on Grayson, but the way that he's been playing lately, that did it make you change your opinion any at all? Man, I, I when watching it in that fourth quarter when he when he's knocking down those shots, I was thinking that exact same thing. And, and like you said, I've always been a fan of Grayson, but I think narrative wise, if you ask Grizz fans when you talk about the pecking order of these wings, now I know a lot of people are, are out on Winslow now, which I think they're something to go on that. But Grayson has kind of been the guy that you would say, well, he's probably the odd man out uh, in the end when you kind of look at the wings on his team and with the way he's been playing. I mean, I. You, you look at a game like tonight, I mean, this guy is looks like a starting shooting guard. Like, he doesn't look like, even on a good team, if he can shoot the basketball, be knocking down seven seven threes tonight, I mean, I think that that has to make you think a little bit. Uh, again, I, I, we you, we both agree on Melton and, and how important he is to this team, but I think if Grayson, when he's shooting the basketball the way he has been lately, I think he's just as important as this team as anybody outside of, of John Jarrett. I think you have to have him right there. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and the the seven threes, it's not a fluke thing. I'm no. pulling it up right now. I was trying to get it up while you were still talking, and I'm just a little bit slow with it. But uh, you know, he, he's had six. I want to say three three times so far this year. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. You know, he's been up there. He's been knocking on the door of that seven, and just hadn't been able to uh, to get over the top. And he finally did. It looks like one, two, three. Yeah, three times he's had six, and three additional times he's made five in a game. So he's more than capable of knocking down that three. It's this is not 
he, he's playing well right now, but it's not a fluke that he's knocking down this many shots because you know, there, there, is, there are a lot more games that he has played this year where he's made multiple threes than games played where he made less than two. Yeah, it's not like he's like was 7 of 15, 7 of 16 or something. He's 7 of 10 and 9 of 13 overall from the field. So he's extremely efficient. I mean, this is not a fluke at all. These guys just can flat out shoot the basketball, and, and that's what what we saw tonight. And I love the confidence. I mean, he comes down, he's looking for threes. He's sidestepping guys to try to get get threes off, and I liked it. I wish Bain was a little bit more aggressive kind of in, in the vein that, that Grayson is. Um, and something we mentioned the other night, a, a second game in a row where JV doesn't get the double-double, 17 and 8 tonight. But you kind of look down this box score, and everybody contributed on the board. You got Ja with 6, Grayson with 4, DB 6, Slow Mo with 8. Uh, off the bench, Tilly had a couple, X had a couple, uh, Contra with 3, Bain with 4. Uh, so, I mean, it, when, when other guys rebound like that, he doesn't need to get 14, 15 boards. I mean, the guards are – these last couple games especially have really done a good job of of crashing the boards and, and again we saw that again tonight uh jv only got the eight but other guys were able to step up and make up for that deficit yeah and i want to praise him a little bit after kind of n- not really bashing him but he done a great job defensively tonight there were a couple times where he had to close on lopez and he was yeah. he was charging he was closing on him and the player makes all the difference in the world you can charge Lopez because he's not a guy that you have to worry yeah. about him putting on the floor and blowing by Sorry, you. Blowing it by he, you, yeah. If he does put it on the floor and get by you, you can probably catch up or your help defense is going to be there in plenty of time. So he, he done a great job tonight defensively. And again, I was never on the side of he's an awful defender. He's a middle-of-the-road defender, but he's an awful pick-and-roll defender. And tonight he just he just done well, done well overall. And that is the double doubles are great, but a lot of times his double doubles come off of him missing shots around the rim and then yeah. tipping them back in. He was seven for ten tonight. So he didn't I, I think it was he I think it was Brevin that said it. You know, he didn't miss enough to get his double double. And that that's okay. I'm sure that he wants to get the double double every night, but I'm fine with him not 17 and eight on seven, seven and 10 from the field and d- doing a pretty good job defensively on Lopez, even though I think, you know, Lopez knocked down like three or four threes, but a, a couple of them were not when uh, JV was in the game. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely closing out hard and that's something that you don't usually see. So I, I, I give him credit as well for making an attempt uh, again. I mean, he's not fleet of foot. So I mean, guys are going to, beat him in that way but but the fact that you just want to see the effort and sometimes you don't even see the effort i mean he just drops down in coverage and it's just again plays that cover two like you said uh on twitter and he, he just doesn't close out hard on guys but he definitely put in the effort tonight and had some good closeouts on on brooke lopez but uh some, looking down the stat sheet uh something else that stood out 11 turnovers tonight at six um against chicago they've done a really good job in that area uh taking care of the basketball uh so that was good to see tonight as well something they've been doing lately. Um, did get out rebounded 45 to 44. Uh, offensive rebounds, Milwaukee 13, Grizzly 7. Um, you usually put 60 points in the paint. And the thing about that is usually of late, the, the Grizzlies knocked down a lot of three-pointers. You usually see that number down. But they outscored the Bucks, who was a, a, a strong point, point paint to the point team as well. Uh, outscored them by 20. Uh, still get 60 and also knocked down 15 threes. So 
I mean, they were just getting it done from the inside and out tonight. I mean, it's just a complete game. This wasn't, like we said at the top of the show, this wasn't a fluke. I mean, the Grizzlies took the lead with 5-0-2 in the first quarter and, and never trailed again. This was a almost a wire-to-wire a, a -wire win. I mean, it was some back and forth there early in the game. But this was a complete, one of the best, I think, complete offensive performances that I think we've seen from the Grizzlies. I mean, they were pretty much consistent all night. A lot of times they have these lulls in games, and that didn't really happen tonight. Every time Milwaukee made a little run, the Grizzlies had, had answers for them, especially, uh, in, in, I think it was early in the fourth quarter when Slomo was getting to the paint, penetrating, and dishing off the X. I mean, they just continued to score. Every time Milwaukee would hit them, they'd come right back and score again. And sometimes Grizzlies have these lulls where they don't score. They continue to score tonight. Yeah, they've really done a great job. Uh, you saw that more early in the season, and it's happened a few games lately where they just they'll have a five or six minute stretch where they can't throw a rock in the ocean, and that's a uh, against better teams you cannot do that. Definitely didn't do it tonight. Uh, Grizzlies PR tweeted out after the game: the Grizzlies are sixteen and ten on the road this season. That's the fourth highest road winning percentage in the league, and they are on pace to uh, break the single season franchise record for the road winning percentage before this year, 2014 are 14, 15 and 12, 13, 585 was the, uh, the highest percentage there 16 and 10 at 615 right now. So they're in a good spot. They, this seven game road chip may, uh, may change that uh, a little bit. You never know what's going to happen with this, but they're off to a great start. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really impressive. Uh, second youngest team in the league to be doing it without Jaron. I mean, that's super impressive uh, to, to be fourth in the NBA in, in road winning percentage. I mean, that's something, I mean, something that, especially early in the season, you didn't didn't see that coming. So that's that's a really impressive number. Something I do want to ask about, uh, John Morant, three of nine from three tonight. Uh, they, they were leaving him open. He had the looks, and there's a reason why they, they don't respect his jump shot, but he was letting them fly tonight. What, what do you think about him getting up nine threes? Do you like the fact that he takes the open shots, or do you think he took too many tonight? What, what are your thoughts on that? Man, it's kind of a double-edged sword, to be honest. So we know that it, his jump shot right now is not that strong. You look at the, the percentages, and they speak for themselves. But I don't want him to lose confidence. I want him to have the confidence, if they're playing under on the screen – Take that shot. Make them pay. He's putting in the work. He's working on that shot. I think that it will improve. Later in the game, he started. He he seemed like he was attacking a little bit more. Early, he sh he shot, and I want to say he had like five or six attempts at halftime. So you know he only shot three threes in the second half. He was he, a little more in attack mode. I don't want him to lose confidence. There are other guys on the team that I would rather have shooting those threes, though. Yeah, one one thing I've noticed that I've and I've talked about this a, a couple times throughout the year with him is, is he seems to be better when he's either up against the shot clock or, or guys close out close out on him on three. He seems to be he seems to be more accurate on those threes when he just walks into one and is wide open. He seems to stroke he kind of fades back on those shots um, when, when he just steps into one, but. He seems to be more accurate when, when he's either against the clock and he's forced to put it up or a guy closes out hard. I've noticed that, and those are the ones that he usually makes. When he, he kind of walks into one, he usually doesn't make those, and he's, he needs to stop leaning back on it. You can notice there's a little lean back when he when he shoots, and I, and I think that kind of makes it, his shot come up short a lot of the times. And I, and I know he'll improve. I mean, his 
work ethic is off the charts. I know he's going to get in the lab this summer and continue to work on that because once he, again, I've said this so many times, once he gets these, I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be a great three-point shooter, but if you can get 34 35% and then get consistent from mid-range, he's going to be unguardable because you, if you have to respect his jump shot, he's going to blow, blow by guys all the time, and it, it's going to be that's when I think his the maturation process, that's when he's going to turn into a true superstar. I don't think guys are going to be able to regard him once he gets that mid-range going and get respectable from three. Yeah, yeah, that, that's really, that's going to be, I think, when it clicks for him. He gets to, gets to that 34, 35% mark, like you were saying. He He's just going to skyrocket from there. They're going to have to play up a little more. And with his vision, his basketball IQ, the speed, it's going to open up so much more. If, they, if they're not able to, to give him the Ben Simmons treatment, it's going to make a ton of difference in his game. Yeah, and we we always talk about this, but Jared is going to help with that as well. I mean, that they can now close out those lanes. When, when Jared's out there, they're going to have a lot harder time to doing that because he's going to draw guys away from the paint, paint and they're going to have, have a hard time stuffing the paint like that because you have to respect his jump shot, so he's going to help with that a lot. And I think, I think Zara really misses Jaron. Uh, I think, and you've seen it times this year. I think not right now, uh, but there have been times this year where John didn't seem like he was having fun out there. Now lately, they've been playing well. And he he seemed to have that kind of joy joyfulness back. But I think early in the season, especially, I think he kind of kind of missed Jaron at times. I think he's possibly gotten used to it now. But it's going to be good to see him back out there because they work work so well together. Uh, when when they're playing together, and I can't wait to see that Jared fully healthy. I, I don't know if we'll ever see peak Jared this year. The time is so short right now, but going into next year, he's going to really help up over those lanes, and I think that unlocks a whole different dynamic for this team. Oh yeah, yeah. You you know you look at uh, the starting five, and it, not that it's going to be replaced JV with Jaron, but if Jaws out there with the other four starters with Jaron just the spacing on the floor is significantly better. And regardless of who is in the pick and roll with him, the other three guys are going to be able to knock down the knock down a three. So, you know, they're, they're going to have their defenders. They're not going to be able to help as much because they, because of the threat of the three. So, you know, whether it's Kyle, Dylan, Grayson, you know, all of those guys can shoot the three or, you know, if it's not Jaron in the pick and roll, Jaron being out there, gives them just just more options and we'll see but you know taylor jenkins sets on a throne of lies he said winslow would be back <laughs> by the end of the week and they don't play again this week so he is a liar yeah man they, they said he'd be back i think we, we both kind of predicted that we didn't think he would go uh tonight now the trio of guys was was listed as quest uh doubtful which is an upgrade from from out so Hopefully we'll be seeing these guys back uh, here here pretty soon. Uh, Justice Winslow, uh, De'Anthony Melton, uh, listed as questionable, and I mean they could really use these guys uh, on this road trip. Uh, but maybe going into Monday we see them upgraded to questionable. Uh, I mean a lot of times when guys are questionable they end up playing, and I, I think if if I predict now I think Justice plays. I, I think Justice plays on Monday. I would say De'Anthony doesn't. That would be my guess. De'Anthony might come back against the Clippers, but I, I would predict right now that justice plays on monday yeah yeah i think that's right you know we, we got the uh he should be back by the end of the week thing My, monday's probably when it's going to be it's i'm past the point of getting surprised of guys not playing so <laughs> it's not going to surprise me if he's out again on monday i still think we're probably 
in the next week before we see Melton. And I, I, I was just happy to see him upgraded Yeah, because beginning of the week, it, it was, we don't really have a timetable for him. And with the Grizzlies, you just don't know. You don't know how long that's going to be. But we won't jump too far into that tonight. We'll wrap it up. We're almost at the half hour mark. You got anything else on to tonight's game before we get out of here? Uh, not not really to the point that we were just th- th- talking about. I was I was surprised to see Melton uh, listed as doubtful. I, I, I was surprised, really surprised with Winslow. But like you said, it seems like they felt like Winslow was, was ahead of Melton. And Melton still, there was some question on whether he would be back, I guess, this week. So to see him doubtful, I was Pretty encouraged by that, so I, I, I we'll probably see both guys on this road trip. Hopefully, we see Jared on this road trip. We talked about that date that I kind of predicted. I think it was the twenty eighth uh, of this month, uh, about a month ago, and was hoping that we get him back early in that. I hope that's still the case because that just puts you with the back to backs. It's just so short amount of time before the play, and you like for him to come back on this road trip, kind of uh, get get himself acclimated, get his feet wet, and and be at least. 70, 80 percent by the time they get into that little easier stretch that they have to end the season because I think they could really go on a run there. So hopefully we get all three of these guys back before the end of this road trip. I'm not really optimistic on Jerry, and I think at some point, Justice, Justice probably Monday, and I think at some point we'll see Melton before this road trip is over. But other than that, man, that's all I got. A tough game coming up on Monday. Uh, the, the Nuggets will have had two days off. They didn't play tonight, won't play tomorrow. So it's going to be a tough one. That altitude is always tough to, to go to Denver and and play up there in the place that the Grizzlies haven't had a lot of success. Jamal Murray, of course, torn ACL. Um, he's going to be out. So Grizzlies got two shots at him. I think we talked about how tough the one at the end of the road trip could be playing two tough Portland games. You had it back-to-back Sunday, Monday in that one. So that's going to be a tough one. So if they're going to get him, I think this might be the one. Man, you can start off this road trip 3-0, and oh, man. That would be fantastic. Uh, I'm talking about getting going 3-4, and four, man. They're already over half the way there. So uh, I, I've been really encouraged, man, just – Hopefully they can keep this up because they're playing really well right now. Yeah, Brevin said he's like, you can't go seven and zero on this road trip if you don't <laughs> win the first one. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they're two and zero. Here we go. We are. Uh, we we still got a shot at the seven and zero. That would be incredible. That that would be amazing. If, if they the go seven and zero, I was gonna say if they go seven and zero, I think I think they're gonna be the six seed. If that yeah. if that happens, I think I think they have a really good shot at that. Yeah, for sure. The one positive thing that I can say going into the, this last stretch of the season here, they've got a lot of games. The, the Nuggets are enjoying something right now that the Grizzlies don't have for the rest of the season, and that's back-to-back, back-to-back days, days off. off. Yeah. The Grizzlies don't have that the rest of the way. But something that the Grizzlies have that the Nuggets don't are 12 guys that have played rotation minutes all year long. So even when you have to rest people, you're not going to get a guy that's been sitting on the bench for the last three and a half, four weeks that hadn't seen more than junk time. You know, you, you look down, I have to go back a day here to look at the, the Nuggets roster, but, but you look at this Nuggets roster and the guys that uh, at the end of their bench that aren't playing, and, and the list is crazy long. You know, you got Zeke Naji plays minutes here and there. Bo Bowl hadn't played anything. Uh, Marcus Howard, Harrison, uh, McGee and Murray, you know, Murray, Murray is hurt, but uh, has McGee even played a game for Denver? Is he hurt right uh, now? Do you know? Um, no, I'm not sure. Um, uh, check in, check me here. I can find out. Here. You're looking, 
outside. No, of, he, he he didn't he didn't play in their last game against the Rockets. DNP coach's decision, um, and then they went against the Rockets in their last game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there. They they have a lot of guys that don't really play. I'm looking at their minutes, and they, I mean, Compazzo plays, Dozier played 24 minutes, uh, Jamichael Green played 22, and Paul Millsap 17. That's pretty much these other guys off the bench are just pretty much spot minutes. They played a lot of guys, but only a yeah. couple guys off the bench with with major minutes. Yeah, you, you look down this Grizzlies bench, and, and you you know the guys outside of the guys that are hurt right now. You have Frazier, Porter, and McDermott, and, and that's pretty much it. Everybody else, Jaron's been out all year, but you know that he's going to be a rotation guy. Winslow, Melton, Clark, Jones, Conchar, Tillman, Tilly, and Bain. Tilly and Conchar are going to be out of the rotation. Whenever it, you know when we get down to it, we know that's going to be the case. But if you have to bring them back in, they're not going to be so rusty that it's going to be just uh, uh, just detrimental to you. And I think that's you. You have I said no no back to back days off, and then to end the season, you have five games in six days. So you, you're going to need some of that depth to to close this season out. And no telling where the records are going to be and what the Grizzlies. You know, are they going to be in the range of that six seed? Are they going to be fighting for their life, having to win, you know, two of these last three games of the season to hold on to be in the play-in? We don't know yet, but I think that because of their depth, they're going to be in good shape either way. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, I think the Grizzlies, depth-wise, have more depth than the, than the better teams in the league. I mean, the better teams in the league have these star players that the Grizzlies don't have, but they also don't have – the depth that the Grizzlies have, but I think that's an advantage that they have, especially with this tough schedule uh, for them to be able to navigate this, to have that depth, especially when they get get these guys back. I mean, you had three guys back, and not having those guys is allowed, like you said, guys like Conchar, Tilly, and, and even Xavier Tillman, the guy who was playing major minutes earlier in the season, but was completely out of rotation at one point, and he, now he's back, and you see how well he's playing. These guys are not coming in completely green, they can come in and help you if called upon, and I think that's an advantage that the team, this team has. Oh, yeah. Yep, for sure. Well, guys, we're going to get out of here. You can get the show on Twitter at HoopBallGrizz. I'm at DWL2111. Isaac started us off, and he's going to sign us out tonight. Yeah, man, you can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals. Again, man, big big victory for the Grizzlies. I had 2-0 and on this road trip. Hey, man, we, we, we talked about possibly going 3-4, and four, man. That's Let's win all seven of them, man. Shoot for that six seed. Shoot for the stars. Why not? Man, but thanks for everyone for joining me. Um, and we'll be back on Monday night. The Grizzlies going to take on the Nuggets at altitude in Denver, man. Hopefully we can be 3-0. and um, An opportunity for the Grizzlies. They got two shots at them, like we said. Something at the end of the road trip. Might be able to get this one. So it would be fun to see. So we'll talk to you on Monday night. Man. I've been Isaac. I'm David. Go Grizzlies. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.